the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program was recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with hosts Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Good afternoon and welcome to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry. I'm here with John. And Good back afternoon. behind the uh, behind the window, we've got Gabe, our engineer. So we are ready to go for June 5. What do Good you think afternoon. About that? Good afternoon. Unbelievable June. What happened to the first four months or five months of the year? Uh, what happened to last <laughs> June? I don't know. That's I don't, true. You know, it's it's really fun because we're, we're talking about, you know, kids getting out of school. Right. We're talking about vacations. Right. The news is fraught with details of how people are starting to travel again. Yes. I actually flew recently, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the airports are picking up. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to think about all that? And, and you know, the other thing that comes to mind in the summer is safety of our children. Oh, yeah. Oh, kids yeah. are out of school. Kids are out of school, yeah. Yep. And, and the kids that we're in. I mean, this is going to still be a little bit different yep. of a summer because we mm-hmm. still, throughout the country, I mean, some mm-hmm. of the kids were still, mm-hmm. still at home. Mm-hmm. So what does that transition look like? Well, I I read an article the other day. RV travel is mm -hmm. up 65% from two years ago. Yeah, AAA put out some data on how many people are going to be on the roads. Everybody loves this RV camping stuff nowadays. Yep, and then, you know, instead of going to the hotels, they're doing the home rentals. I mean, it's definitely things things are going to look different for a while. No more masks in the parks. Right, you know right. that's that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, hundred degrees walking around Disney with a mask on <laughs> doesn't seem very comfortable <laughs> to me. No, no, and, and just you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to feel a hundred. It was a hundred feels like hundred and twelve. That's right. right. Yeah, that's no, right. it's going to be that's something. Right. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, with the travel mm-hmm. stuff and the kids, like one of the biggest things in Florida. I remember some really sad stories at the hospital, but yes. one of the biggest things in Florida. Uh, that we need to push is water safety. Absolutely. I mean, swimming pool yeah, safety, yeah. beaches Beach safety. too. Be- yes, yeah, yep. beaches, yep. boats. I mean, er- and that's everywhere. It's not just Florida. And here we yeah. have a lot of uh, tourists uh, that that come down, or we travel. And yep. now you're not at your home pool. You're at a you're at a hotel, at a, or even someone else's home. Someone else's home. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. looking for those safety features is huge. And yep. I'll tell you, we can have every safety feature in the book to right. to. Diminish kids yep. getting in trouble, but yep. you got to keep yep. eyes on. You Dr. Gotta, Mark, gotta I'm sad to say I have two friends that uh, several years ago lost children drowning in their own home yeah. swimming pool. No, it, it happens. It is just heartbreaking. Way too often. Yep. And I trained up in Indianapolis. It happened there. I come mm-hmm. down here. It happens here. Yep. Even yep. even more so yep. just because of the seasons, you know, as yep. you spread out. But it's it's tragic yep. and and pretty much 100% avoidable. It's life uh, changing. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 both of the families that I know that lost their children ended up getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it affects yeah. so many, it's so many levels. So, yeah, so many levels. But, it, you know, it's not only home swimming pools, it's hotels, right. resorts, yep. and the beach. Yep. The beach absolutely. and riptides. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We yep. lost yep. one last weekend here in Central yep. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, now, now yep. it's, and we don't mean to 
this, this huge yeah, downer, but it's right, just got right. you have to stay alert. Awareness. Uh, yeah. Keeping your eyes on. I mean, it, it, things happen so quickly. If you ever talk to the, the families and the stuff, oh, I just saw them. I just yep. saw them. Yep. But it's it's tough. You know, we want everybody to enjoy their summers, enjoy right. their vacations. But water safety, yes. primary, everything that you can do. But most of all, yep. just keeping, keeping an eye on and, things. And, you know, another important thing is if you've got a child that's two years of age or, high, or older, Give them swimming lessons. It is amazing Teach to me. Teach them how to float. In my office, I, it's, yes. it's one of those things after surgery, it's kind of as a joke, but they'll always say, well, you know, can I get back in the pool? And I always say, well, you know how to swim? You know? <laughs> so doing the surgery is going to teach them how to swim, That's but they right. always come back. And it is amazing <laughs> yeah. how many people, yeah. oh, I can swim, but my, my little brother can't swim. Yeah. Brother's four yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah. yeah, no, it's that's something that... It's uh, amazing. They can take a six, eight-month-old baby... Drownproof. And... Yeah. and if they get in the water, they learn how to flip over yep. and float. Yep. I've, I've seen, seen it. Swimming resources. Seen that's it. right, Larry. Yeah, I've, yeah. Seen it. I've definitely yeah. seen it. No, that's that's mm-hmm. actually a pretty big industry, and there's a there's a lot yeah. of discussion on on how that works out. Yeah. But but the one thing it, it shouldn't do yeah. is it shouldn't bring your guard down. Right. Right. Well, see, the problem is people coming from up north that don't live around swimming pools like we do in Florida every right. day right. aren't aware of some of the safety that's problems true. That's that, true. that we incur. It's true, but but again, the vast majority are home pools. It's their right. own pools that's right. that that's happens, right. or right. or the neighbors. You know, some right. there's just that little little level of not right. knowing. Right. But and then just you know going back to kids are home all day long. They're mm-hmm. not they're not at school, and you know they're going to be out out playing. Yep. Be war- wary of where they're playing. Mm-hmm. Know where they are. Yep. They, I don't know. It wasn't like when uh, when I was a kid. We used to get on our bikes and we just had to come home for dinner. Exactly, and they didn't know where you were. Yeah, and and I'm I'm terrible. Like I, yeah. my kids go out on their bikes, and my kids, and my youngest is eleven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where do they go? I yeah. mean, you just yeah. you just worry about them yeah. a lot. But but the idea is just be aware of your surroundings, right. you know, especially when you're traveling. Have an and, eye on your kids at all yeah. times. Yeah. At least one parent when you're outside. And summer camps are big. Yep. Yep. I'm yep. Uh, I'm packing one off uh, this weekend. Going camps. to summer camp. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. so that's that's a, yet another thing. So you want to know right. what kind of camps they're going to. Yep. What you know, what the oversight looks like, and I, we sound like these helicopter parents, but just mm-hmm. looking, just make sure the safety boxes are checked. I don't think and, that's helicopter parenting. I think that's good parenting. Yeah, no, you really have to, and the, and grandparenting, yeah, like, absolutely, you know, absolutely, yeah. right, yeah. right. So the parks are going to be packed. Yeah, what absolutely. do you think? They're I mean, already packed. Yeah, yep. and I think the parks here locally do a great job of looking out for the kids. Um, but kids you know, do get lost. They get lost. They and, get separated and, and, from their parents. Right? So have, having a plan is a big yep. thing. You know, they always tell you when you go in with a group, have a place yep. that okay, yep. if you get if you get lost, yep. let's go meet by the you know yep. X Y Z something right. that's really well. There's there's several things I've heard that families will wear the same color shirt, yeah, so they can keep up with their kids. Yep, we make I've fun of those that. families. Yeah, yep. Yep. But, but but you know what? It's a, that's not no, a it's bad a good, program. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. How <laughs> about the leashes, Larry? No, I've le- seen leashes too yeah, on a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You know, my older brother had a leash when uh, we lived <laughs> up in the Northeast. Yeah, I, I saw pictures of that. You we see more of those in the, the grocery store than you do in uh, the park. Yeah, probably for good reason. So you're not pulling things <laughs> exactly. off shelves. That's great exactly. stuff. Well, I hope everybody mm-hmm. has a great kickoff to the uh, to the summer, and you know, safety is paramount. But right. got to have fun. So, well, the uh, thing about it is much different than last summer. Much different than last summer yeah. and still not going to be yeah. the same as the summer prior to that, right? There, That's I mean, right. There's a That's lot right. of changes. That's right. You know, let's kind of, that kind of segues us nicely mm-hmm. into all the, the new mask. Yep. I, I was going to say mask mandates, but yep. the unmandates. The, the sudden lifting of mask yep. mandates yep. all over the country. Mm-hmm. It's a good sign, Dr. Mark. I think that, so. That I think we're making progress. 
but it's also created some real confusion. Absolutely. No, I think I've been into more business establishments and heard more moaning and groaning and yelling because most of the corporate level folks are like, listen, we'd, we'd like to continue the masks, but mm-hmm. we're not going to enforce. Right. So they're not going right. to take down the signage, right. and that should be just fine. Now, the signage here locally usually says due to the ordinance by Orange yeah. County, which is clearly yeah. what, what our governor stepped and said, no such thing anymore. I've seen a lot of businesses where you would walk in, and on the front door it said mask required. Mm-hmm. Those signs have come down. Yep, yep. I've been seeing more and more of that. So we've got the uh, Orlando City Soccer Club here, and I've gone to all the the four opening games they uh, had at half capacity, and they are serious about you wearing your mask. Uh, they are right. going through the stands, but I was just listening to uh, another podcast today based out of Atlanta, and they were talking about going to the Braves games, mm-hmm. and they have all the same rules, and said nobody had a mask mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So even though well, the you rule is you have to mask now. on, but nobody had a mask on. So it's really yeah. going to be very regional. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I it mean, is. don't fight it. You know, you have to do right. what you're comfortable with. Um, I, I still say mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we're going to look at uh, cold numbers and flu numbers and, and see lower yeah. numbers. And the mask has something mm-hmm. to do with that. But but it is it is nice. I, I uh, worked out this morning and didn't didn't have right. to wear a mask at the gym. Well, it seems like there is an underlying issue here, I think, because people are dropping their masks, and they're saying, if you've been vaccinated, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want. But some places are saying, if you haven't been vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. Right, but how do you know? Wait, how do you know? But the issue is, I think that the culture that that is developing is making it a little more inconvenient for people that are not vaccinated. Oh, I think that's the purpose. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's the purpose. I mean, when the head of the CDC comes out and says, well, we're on the honor system, I'm, you know, I'm not sure yeah. where. Well, I'm not sure yeah. where her definition of honor right. system, but, right. but, but I think clearly, and I don't the think that's idea a bad was, thing. Do you? No, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I think we could be we could be transparent about it, yeah. and it would be just as effective or just right. as ineffective. Right. But it'll be interesting the, to see that. Have you seen all the incentives that all these states are doing oh, yeah. to get people vaccinated? Million dollar think, lotteries. Oh, and uh, and, and uh, gift cards and savings bonds yep. and. And uh, credit to their health savings accounts. Yep. I mean, it's all over the place. No, it is. It is. <laughs> and I think it keeps the conversation going. It does. And I, I also think that every time some change occurs, people are very fast with social media to jump on it and jump all over it. And the reality is, is most of the stuff is just not a big deal. It's not a big change. Right. That's right. Give it a couple of days to sink in and, and everything, everybody moves forward. Everybody yep. go, does just fine. Well, I think the, the issue is given the urgency to get to herd immunity and all the things that are going on, right. I think all these things collectively can help us get to the finish line, Dr. Mark. There's no question. And I think, you know, getting along. And it's the biggest part of this that I don't like is it has created areas where people have things to disagree about. Exactly. And because as much as Red states and blue states became mask states and not mask states. Yep. That was, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was we all get sick a line the same drawn way. in the sand. Oh, no yeah, yeah. Yep. And when you look at, you know, politics in the U.S., it's, we're a 50 50 country. I mean, you know, Absolutely. we haven't had any, you know, we haven't had any landslide elections for one side or the other. Right. And so to create something that is completely restricted by, by political siding is, is just, it's painful, really. Right. Well, Dr. Merrick, all I know is that, uh, my face doesn't itch. 
wearing a mask, <laughs> and I'm probably by not That's having good. to touch it, adjust it, I'm probably not spreading diseases or germs around. Yeah, we can we'll, we can debate that back and forth all day, but but I think everybody has to has to do what you know they're comfortable with. And have you, you know, had both shots, John? Only needed one. J and J. Oh, you did the J and J. But I got to get us on okay. track, Larry. Okay, um, good for you. Want to ask our audience? Please share your comments. One and with Doctor Mark and Larry at four zero seven. 701-7424 or email us at healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com and we'll be right back with one of Central Florida's leading primary care providers. Thank you. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. Testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com. And always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-6859, 609-605-6859. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from desk door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Uh, we're here with Dr. Miriam Phillips, who is Dr. Phillips Medical Wellness Center in Castleberry. Dr. Phillips is family medicine and obesity medicine. Welcome to Healthcare Now, Dr. Phillips. We are delighted to have you this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Would you tell us a, a pleasure little... to be with you? Well, we're we're just thrilled to death to, to have you. Uh, would you tell us our tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Um, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm mm-hmm. Dr. Marion Phillips, and I'm a primary care physician, um, an obesity medicine physician, in um, right here in Altamont Castleberry in Florida. And um, we specialize in wellness and taking care of people, um, whole health, uh, preventing disease, uh, preventing hospitalizations. Uh, we try to make sure everybody gets their wellness checks, their cancer screenings um, every year, and uh, and then also helping them lose weight um, and using lifestyle to correct diabetes uh, first before medications. Um, our goal, unlike 
uh, unlike the traditional medicines to get people off of medicine, we don't make money off of medicine. Mm-hmm. So uh, our goal is to keep people healthy out of the hospital and off medicines um, when we can. Okay, great. Now, I, I did hear that you have uh, moved into a new facility and I wanted to hear a little bit about that. I've driven by it. It looks pretty impressive. And John's had a little exposure to it, but tell us about that. Absolutely. Um, so this, we're in a, uh, on, on the corner of 436 and 1792. We are um, right there uh, at the new building that just went up. We're on the first floor on Suite 1001, where basically uh, the, the whole place is really geared toward wellness. We have a pharmacy on site. We draw labs on site. Um, so really our goal is to make sure the, the person walking out doesn't have an excuse of not getting their blood work checked, um, their cholesterol screenings, and um, or, or picking up their prescriptions. We're trying to improve compliance. Um, yep, and we're right here, local, uh, 436-1792. It's a 27,000-square-foot, two-story um, building, so you can't miss yeah. it. <laughs> no, you can't miss it. It's uh, right there under the flyover of 436 and right. 1792. It's right there on the southwest corner. Nice. How many uh, how many physicians and providers do you have? We are a group of four. Um, we are two physicians and two nurse practitioners, um, all women, but uh, we do take care of the entire family. Uh, it just worked out that way. We have a doctorate of a nurse practitioner. Her name is Jessie Sorolia and uh, uh, Maureen Weinberg, as well as Dr. Analika Rodriguez um, and myself. Excellent, excellent. Now, that sounds sounds great. How long have, uh, how long have you been in Orlando? Uh, I moved here... Um, from I'm a Canadian, um, so don't uh, don't judge me. But uh, <laughs> I do come from the other system, and uh, and no, so that's we, good. You I have experience, yeah. <laughs> it's not socialist, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's it's yes. I moved down from Canada, uh, where I graduated medical school in 2009. So I've um, where I started residency at University of Florida. So I. I moved to Orlando shortly, three years after that. So in 2012, um, I started with Advent Health Medical Group, mm-hmm. and I've been here since. So you grew up as a Canadian in the Canadian health system, but you've practiced in the American system, correct? Correct. So Not by design, but so, it worked out that way. <laughs> right. So how do you see the difference there? I mean, we don't want to get too political, but tell us the differences that when you grew up versus the way that you practice medicine in this country. I think that's... I think our listeners would be very interested in that. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we ever we ever stop to think about it, right? As a consumer mm-hmm. of of how different it is, we you know, I think at the end of the day, the patient walks into the clinic wants to make sure that they are treated as a whole. They make sure that they don't have cancer. Make sure they don't they have their blood pressure checked. Um, in Canada, I would say the system, the way it works, is that. We're not, the physicians are care about, um, we are very, very focused on preventative. The physician doesn't get paid per visit, they get paid per life. So the, the way that oh, physicians okay. look at medicine in Canada um, mm-hmm. and the states is very different. So really in Canada, we try to focus on, you know, did I stop this person from smoking? And then mm-hmm. by the government reimburses if the person stops smoking. You know, if you right. really achieve the health goals of that patient as opposed to, um, it's a cash per visit or, you know, payment per visit, which is a, just a little bit of a different model. Believe it or not, compensation in Canada is higher mm-hmm. um, than than America. It's surprising to even think of think of it like that. But primary care, I think one of the bottom line is it's 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 where it's where you have to start. And right. it all starts if you have a good primary care, you can prevent a lot of diseases. No, that's that's very true. And I think you know, there was not any judgment played out in the two systems. I think no. that we can learn so much by looking internationally 
because nobody's got the the perfect remedy right. and we can pick pick and choose certain things and that's certainly one of them i know the er physicians and the primary care physicians have a very different outlook than than we do here in the u.s and i think we could definitely learn from from that so dr phillips uh you've practiced since 09 have you seen the practice of medicine change since then and the role of the primary care physician uh, the, the practice of medicine, you know, medicine is medicine. I think at the end of the day, you know, I was a primary care physician, um, uh, at, uh, you know, since 2009, and I've been practicing primary care since then the same way. Um, I think the the change that we've seen is really in the models. Um, and I've learned a lot from you, Larry, in, mm-hmm. you know, the models of care um, mm-hmm. through the, the independent physicians networks and, right. and the CINs of managing these lives uh, via quality mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to via... The value-based care um, model, yeah. Value-based yeah. model mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. exactly it, Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way we've seen medicine going is that the same kind of as what we're seeing in the Canadian system is that value for taking good care of a patient. You are um, You get reimbursed based on quality as opposed to um, as opposed to per visit, which yeah. I think that's how we've seen medicine change. Mm-hmm. Does it affect me in my daily practice as a doctor? Absolutely not. Right. Will I take different care of a patient, better care one way versus right. another? Absolutely not. Um, I think at the end of the day, practicing medicine um, as physicians, we we need to adjust to the change and just making sure people are more compliant. Mm-hmm. I think whereas in 2009, we may have not focused on compliance and people getting their physicals done because it didn't matter. Right. Um, to the healthcare system, not to the physician. To the physician, it's of course you have to get your physical. Of course, I need yeah. to get your colonoscopy done. Um, right. But to the patient, maybe not. Well, you but know, now I, I, yeah, I got to go tell ahead. you. I remember when I was with you a few weeks ago in your office and viewing your beautiful facility. We were talking about patient care and we were talking about payers and all that. And you made a statement to me that really hit me, and it was, "I'm very vested in my patients." You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I didn't. I don't even remember. You know. You don't the, remember that. But I'm. Very, <laughs> I don't remember saying that. But I, it does sound like something I would say, Larry. Right. <laughs> I do get very passionate when I do talk about the patients. Um, but um, and I and thank you for mentioning mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that I think that being invested in your patients' lives. Um, I think especially in primary care, it may not be the same for all other specialties. Um, but I, I think that it's really important, important for me to be a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I'm not engaged with, hey, I just lost my job or, hey, I just had a, a baby. I can't afford, um, to do my colonoscopy or, hey, I can't afford to, to do this mammogram. Um, I'm not invested in their life. I'm not invested in their compliance either. Right. So I yeah, think, I'm sure they're not going to yeah. take. That that word from the the near stranger the same the way they're going to take from someone who's who is interested in who they are right and and that's exactly it is that patients need to know that you care about them and that's why you're ordering something not that you're trying to make money off of it right, or you right. know that's the wrong impression unfortunately that I don't know why and maybe you guys can explain to me why people think that doctors are they trying do. to make money off of it. I was just going to say the same thing I was like so, and yeah and and just depending on your you have to have a way to handle that, and I can kind of get a sense from your your discussion. You're handling it through re- relationships. Sometimes I handle it through sarcasm, which isn't the greatest way to blow. <laughs> but but I'll just a little my my uh, comparative background is you know I'm a pediatric surgeon, and I have a daughter that just finished medical school, and so you'd have to predict yeah. what she's going into. 
and a wife that's going through and my wife's working ARNP school, ARNP right? school. Yep, so yep. so uh so my my wife is doing uh primary care and pediatrics right. and my daughter is going family practice so it might tell you a little mm-hmm. bit about the outside looking into mm-hmm. the uh, surgeon's life but but i think the thing that we miss is exactly that the the longitudinal relationship with the families and that's so important as a practicing physician as well as as to your to your family so so to that to that note or that idea how has covid switched things up for you covid has uh, has made things great i don't think it has affected us in in any way um if anything it's gotten people engaged in their health um, I don't think it's, we have well, not, you know, knock on wood, but we have no. not lost a patient to COVID yet, which is a good thing. That is great. It's <laughs> that's, great. That's terrific. So how, I can't tell you bad stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, as far as the, the workings and patients coming to the office and telemedicine, what, what kind of changes have you seen? So we were always, we always had a telemedicine program, um, that I would just say we use a little bit more frequently, um, now than we did before. Um, we always, I think it has changed the way healthcare now looks at televisits and, um, you know, uh, in addressing care. We have patients in New York, we have patients in uh, Miami, in Tampa, um, that used to just prefer, that they, they were our patients here in Florida, and right. then they moved to those areas. So they ask, you know, hey, can, can I just do my follow-up with you every, um, you know, six months or a year? I mean, not the high-risk ones, but the younger right. ones. And so we were able to do cholesterol screenings and things like that via televisits previously. Um, now we just, with COVID, it's great that now insurance recognizes the importance of touching base with your physician, no matter what, what way of, um, you, whether you're in the office or via televisit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it's, it's great that the, actually everybody's starting to realize the importance of that in primary care, at, okay. at least, is where I come from. Okay. Dr. Phillips, hey. we're, we're getting close to the end here, but we've got a lot more to talk with you about. So uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. I want to encourage our audience to uh, share their questions with Dr. Phillips at 407-701-7424, or you can email them to us, healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call, Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. 
testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com. And always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Life can be challenging even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit Orlando Pediatric Surgery. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. We're back on Healthcare Now talking with Dr. Miriam Phillips, uh, family medicine and obesity medicine physician with Dr. Phillips Medical Wellness Center in Castleberry. Dr. Phillips, welcome back. And I want to kind of start out. uh, Tell us a little bit about the discussions that you have with your patients regarding the vaccine. That's a great question. So um, we have received over 2,000 doses of um, the Moderna vaccine uh, from the CDC. So this is a discussion we have with our patients day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the vaccine um, has really r- changed the way, the, the way of the pandemic. And don't get me wrong, I was one of those skeptics that thought I was going to grow extra arms and legs and um, somebody was going to put a chip in me. Um, uh, via mRNA, <laughs> and right. I, we, we had all. We, I think we all doubted it. I mean, am I not right? I was Did you guys not have no, this? Yeah, thing? yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, late, you know, after doing a lot of research, and believe me, I read every New England Journal of Medicine article because I told myself, as a physician, I cannot recommend something to my patients that I myself wouldn't do. Absolutely. So. I took I took a full dive into each article um, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, which was the, the main publishing article, uh, uh, the main publisher at the time um, when the vaccines were coming out of the F, uh, how efficient these right. vaccines were. Mm-hmm. Now, when I talk to my patients, I tell them you have three options: you have the Moderna, you have the Johnson and Johnson, and you have the Pfizer. Now, Johnson and Johnson, we heard about everything that just happened. And I tell them it's a one-time dose, but you're only getting 50 to 60% efficacy. So out of the, out of the bat, without going into, you know, more side effects or anything like that, it's, it's the way vaccines were made. It's the inactivated virus. If you're going to get, if you're going to get COVID, it's like, you know, it's like getting the flu shot, basically, the, the Johnson and Johnson. Right. So you, it's a one in five, one in two chance of you getting COVID basically with that vaccine. So I tell them you do it. It's better than nothing, but it's not my favorite. Um, and I'm not paid by Moderna or Pfizer or any of them, so uh, I can say right. I can say my opinion freely. 
Um, the other, the other two options, which is Pfizer and Moderna, I, I, I dug deep. I dug deep because I wasn't sure which one, um, was the right option. And so when I, when I did further research, they're both mRNA vaccines. So we know that mRNA vaccines are, um, go, basically that you're giving the, the DNA of COVID instead of giving the actual virus. You're giving a little strip of the mRNA, which is a, which is a part of the DNA of the COVID. So your body reads that and then makes antibodies um, against it because it realizes that this is there's an invader um, that with this piece of DNA it knows that's not your DNA. So it's a really cool new technique um, of making vaccines and it's been around since 2011. I mean we've had SARS since 2005, so this is not a new uh, technology. I mean they've been working on this technology since 2005. Now the neat thing is the difference between Moderna and Pfizer, where I really get into my, when when I'm talking about it with my patients. Um, is after one dose of the Moderna, if you read the New England Journal of the study, there's 80% efficacy. So, and there's, out of the 30,000 people, there was zero death right. on the Moderna. Right. Right. So wow. zero severe cases, zero death. Excellent. Yep. If you look at the Pfizer, it was 50% efficacy after the first dose. And there was a couple cases of severe COVID. But after the second dose, it was 99% efficacious. So it comes up to the same thing as the Moderna. Right. Um, they didn't go into details after and, that. And I think in a... I mean, Larry and I talked about this in the beginning. It's the way that, that if we were running, running things, we'd have the primary care physicians delivering all the vaccines, right. at least as, as many, you know, as many as we could even from the beginning. But storage is an issue, right? I mean, for you to get a super cooler to keep that, that Pfizer vaccine would have been challenging. I mean, I think that's where the hospitals kind of came in and could afford to make that jump. So how, how do you store, what do you have to do to store the Moderna at the office? Um, and that's another thing is the the storage and Moderna is a freezer stored, right? Um, and you can store it in the freezer for six months. It actually the expiry date on a Moderna is twenty sixty nine, um, but you know we know that it's six months and um, and then after that, once you put it in the fridge, it's good for thirty days mm-hmm. as long as you don't puncture the vial. Once you puncture the vial, you better have ten patients or you're going to be throwing some. Right. Some vaccines away. How, how's that gone for you guys? As far as that, I mean, was that management difficult in the beginning, or? I mean, absolutely. We had the, you know, we we had to kind of coordinate staffing, you know, because mm-hmm. we had to make sure we had a nurse that was always available to give it if we were going to do it every day. We had to figure out schedules. Um, we had, a, you know, at the we we started at this about three weeks ago, so we were do we are doing it currently um, twice a week. Our vaccinations, so we um, we give about, uh, we initially we did have about 50 a week, 50 vaccines, so we use about five vials a week. Um, right now we're, at, we're um, because of the, the, the we're, they're coming up to their second dose, so we'll have that 50 a week again for a couple more weeks. But right now the challenge is getting people to get their vaccine. You know, people have a lot of fear about the vaccine. So we're doing about 20 a week. So we have two days where we ensure that there's 10 patients scheduled um, so we don't waste um, any any drop, you know. And so just for the listeners uh, might be curious as to the, the finances of that. How do you get the vaccine? Are there any are there any charges or are there any payments or anything like that? I'll be honest. I'll tell you the real truth. Um, the vaccine was, was given to us by the CDC free mm-hmm. of charge. Right. We give it free of charge. Yep. Um, there is an insurance. Beautiful. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I said that's the way it's supposed to work. I just wanted them to hear it from somebody that's actually doing it. Yep. We received it for free. Freely you have been given. (laughs) Right. Freely give. (laughs) So so that's, that's fantastic. Like I say, Larry and I have been talking about this method of delivery since before day one. Yeah. Right. But uh, let me, let me kind of shift a little bit and ask you about those people in your practice or friends or relatives who don't want to get the vaccine and wh- how you approach that 
Because I know that, you know, the studies definitely demonstrate the person that's going to convince them one direction or another is their primary care physician. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a pushy when it comes to pushing my patients for vaccinations, even for, you know, as much as I, I want everybody to get the flu shot. Right. I'll always give them a preference because at the end of the day, it's their life and they're in control. Um, of and they're gonna. I tell them you're responsible. You know, if you get sick, I'm happy to treat you, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be take accountability for it if you have an option. And so I give everybody a choice. I said mm-hmm. I give them the data, just like I told you, and give them tell them the three options that they have, and um, tell them the side effects. I personally got the Moderna, um, mm-hmm. not by it just happened that way that I got the Moderna, and I um, I had a little bit of arm soreness, and I tell them I was a little bit tired mm-hmm. after the second day, had some aches. Um, but still made it to work. Actually, my whole staff got on the same day, and we all made it to work. Yep, so I know that <laughs> Dr. Phillips, that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, you treat patients what to age sixteen down to sixteen? Oh no, we treat uh, we treat newborns up. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. okay. So full family. You know what I we find interesting? Uh, I think you're probably going to have more discussions when you get to the the twelve to fifteen bracket on vaccinations. But I did a little research, and I wanted to know how the influenza rates of vaccination were. And I was quite surprised at these numbers. And this is a 2020 number. Ages 18 to 44, only 33% of people got vaccinated with the influenza. Ages 45 to 64, 43%. And over age 65, 65%. Right. I thought those are low when we talk about 85%. Well, uh, herd immunity, but that's been yeah. right, right. But that's not that. It's a different, different type of right. aspect. But I'll let yeah. That, I guess that question thought, wasn't for me. So, no, Dr. Phillips. And, and I guess Doctor Phillips, what I'm asking is, I thought more people than that were getting the influenza shot every year. No, the, the influenza. Yeah, I mean, right. did you did you the data? No, if you mm-hmm. can just elaborate, Larry, on the so 65 percent of 65 plus. Uh-huh. Um, the, those are like considered the high risk population. So usually we see the most people that want to be, that need for vaccination Mm -hmm. happens at that age. Okay. Yeah. So that seems, I mean, I'm not sure about previous rates, but this year, a lot of people, um, have actually right when the whole COVID in September, October, um, I would say a lot of our patients wanted to get the flu shot because they were mm-hmm. like, I certainly do not want to get sick from the flu right. with COVID going around. Right. So we right. actually had a, a higher sign-on rate. So with that's the, a good thing. Flu, I'm, I'm really interested, and it'll be a while before we get the data, to see if that influenza rate in this in this new setup is lower, you know, because that, that's sort of a, a theory with better hand washing and masks and people not traveling that we're going to see less less of all the all those types of infectious diseases. I mean, it might be anecdotal, but you know, I can I can definitely say that we've seen a lot less influenza than we've la- we yep. have last year, and we're co-testing, so every COVID gets an influenza test right with it. Sure, sure. It's in the same swab. Well, I guess that was the big that was the big concern, right? If you if you actually did get the flu, you're going to be treated like a COVID patient until proven otherwise, right? So it's uh, exactly that can be you know not only can the flu be quite risky and and tough on on certain individuals, but just that inconvenience of being. Uh, kind of put through the the ringer there. Yeah, Dr. Phillips, we're we're getting close on time, but I wanted you to to talk about uh what message do you have for patients, consumers looking for primary care physician and if you want to say it quote getting their act together from a wellness perspective. Just quickly, uh any thoughts on that? He always does. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think as um as consumers, I think we sh- you guys should not worry 
about going to get your physical check, um, your your annual physical checkup. I think everybody needs an annual. Everybody needs their blood work checked. Everybody needs a cancer screening. It's a free visit um, covered by every insurance plan. And I think that if everybody was to get a physical a year, we would probably find a lot of diseases and prevent them early on than if we were to, you know, go in only to see the doctor when we're sick. Right. right. It makes, makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, uh, we're going to have John wrap this up in a second, but I did want to say I'd love to invite you back because I really want to talk to you about your obesity yes. program. Yes. I think it's uh, something that, that I've really enjoyed your conversation. I can only imagine how your patients uh, right. approach you with that, and I, I, I'd like, like to do a segment just talking to you about that if you'd come back and talk to us sometime. Absolutely. I'd love that. Thank you, Dr. Phillips. It's been very informative and a wonderful conversation this afternoon. Dr. Phillips, this is John. How Mm -hmm. can our audience contact you if they would like to schedule? Absolutely. If you would like to reach us, we can be reached by phone at 407-900-0613. That's 407-9613. We also have a website and we have online scheduling. So you can um, schedule directly online on our website. That's www.dr, like doctor. Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-M like medical, W like wellness, D like center. That's drphillipsmwc.com. It's time. Thank you, Dr. Phillips. It's time for our question of the week. Uh, it's submitted by John Fogarty with Rx to Live Thought Swift. How likely are you to complete your annual wellness visit with your primary care provider? Please share your thoughts at 407 701 7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cbrx.com. Angela Sells Orlando, also known as your realtor on call. Central Florida's relocation and luxury real estate specialist. Looking for concierge services? Relocating to Central Florida? Buying? Selling? Buying and selling? Helping to maximize your return and fighting for the best deal. Preferred lenders available. Specializing in relocation for physicians, healthcare professionals, and high net worth individuals. Assisting with location placement, school tours, banking and financial connections, introductions to athletic and social memberships. Testimonials and references available upon request. Reach me 24-7, text 407-616-3513 or email Angela at AngelaSellsOrlando.com and always remember to connect on LinkedIn. Be healthy, be safe, and reopen this great nation's economy. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609 605 
609-605-6859. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. That was a great segment we just had it with Dr. Was. Phillips. Yes. Primary care physician, great practice. Right really, here in really, Castleberry. Man, you yeah. could just tell. I think uh, I, I, may, I may, have to, uh, may have to go sign up with her. Uh, I'm serious. I'm serious. Because I tell you, Larry, mm-hmm. the most common question that my friends ask me is, hey, do you know a good primary, care, primary doctor, care doctor? Right? primary care doctor, yeah. And we've had yeah. a couple on the show. Mm-hmm. And we I tell you, it, they've. I know there's some selection bias because you've been doing the selections, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, but wow, what but a, what a all great talk that was. Physicians. But we do. Yeah. I was serious. Yeah. We need to get her back. I'd like to talk to her about her obesity management program and and whatnot. But so she's an yeah. independent practicing physician. Yes. And I know that you've got. Uh, we were talking uh, before we went on the air mm-hmm. about. Uh, about something from the AMA. Why don't you pick yeah. up and uh, yeah. tell our listeners yeah, about that? I thought that. it was interesting. You know, we continue to talk about how physicians are joining employment status, the, the health systems. But the AMA just came out with some data showing that while many are opting for employment, the remaining independent physician practices are actually getting bigger and stronger and that these larger entities are proving to be very appealing to physicians. Right, and, and I tell you, the... Yeah. That's that's a piece of information that I really like. Yes, um, it's also kind of surprising because the reports that we get or have gotten for the last ten years mm-hmm. is every year that it was sort of chipping away at the independent mm-hmm. physician. And when we started IPN Independent Physicians yep. Network five years ago now, yeah, it's actually six six years ago now. <laughs> oh my gosh, six years ago mm-hmm. now. One of our honest moments was we said, "Listen, we don't know if we're going to be here that's certainly right. in six years." If that's you said right. six years. I would say we were looking at a 50-50 and chance. And we're stronger today than we were yeah. six years so, which ago. which is very exciting. amazing? Yeah. So we really need to have people smarter than us mm-hmm. looking at this and figuring out why it's working. Is it patient-driven? Is it physician-driven? Is it insurance-driven? Yeah. Because yeah. if we're doing the right thing, I mean, we need to know what's, what's yeah. doing it, right? Yeah. Well, I think, and, and you bring up such a good point, Dr. Mark. We can talk about this for a while. But I believe the success of IPN has been as a result of negotiating insurance payer contracts right. that allow our physicians to not be blocked out of narrow networks mm-hmm. and give them the ability to see large employers, small employers, individual employers, right. and their families, and that they don't get locked out based on a payer network. Well, Dr. Phillips said this, and it yep. wasn't on air, but mm-hmm. uh, she did say that physicians – want to treat patients that's right and that's a really and they simple don't care statement. about anything else right yeah, and so right. if we as a as a group can help manage those things that are difficult mm-hmm. for the offices to manage yeah. 
I think that's that's a big part of the success. And what I'd like our listeners to take from that is that this can be uh, IPN can be a national model. Absolutely. Um, And there there are organizations similar to ours, but none as large. Not as large in the country, particularly in the southeast part of the United States. So so I think we need to we really need to. really need to figure out how yeah. we can grow. Yeah, most of your large physician entities are normally owned by the hospitals. Right, right. And we've, uh, I mean, Dr. Mark, you were one of the founding board members and saw the vision along with uh, Dr. White and... Uh, Dr. Pollock. Dr. Pollock, Scott Pollock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys saw the vision yeah. that we needed to do six years ago, and look where we look how far we've come. Well, I tell you, there was a vision, but there was also a fear. Yes. I mean, we were all it. concerned yep. that we were going to have to make we were going to be forced into decisions that we didn't right. want. Right. And so now what we, we literally told everyone in that, mm-hmm. well, I think the first meeting we were expecting 50 people and we had 250. Exactly. And that let us know that, yep. that there was a void that needed to be filled and right. we wanted to create a space where the independent physician could continue right. to practice. Well, the, the goal of IPN was to build tools and programs for independent physicians to not only help them stay the course, right. but also give them the tools to compete in the arena of value-based care. And yeah. and we've done that, and we will continue to do that. Yeah, still a yeah. lot of work to be done. A I lot think of work, that, yep. Uh, I think the, the cooperation that we're getting from the commercial mm-hmm. payers is crucial, yes. um, although the next push yeah. is going to be you know, something of uh, that might be hard for the physicians to, yep. to do in the southeast, and that's going to risk where we're actually putting – our own management dollars at risk, but we'll, fig- we'll yeah. figure it well, out. And, like and, IPN can you know, figure this I thought, out. I thought you were going to uh, targeting the self-insured employers because yeah. that's exactly what we're going to do yeah. moving forward in the yeah. fall. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Great. Well, I think we can uh, kind of step away from that and, mm-hmm. and we can go back to the white house and uh, okay. talk about their, their uh, early May announcement that they're going to spend $7.4 billion mm-hmm. uh, from the American Rescue Plan to recruit and hire public health workers to respond to the pandemic and prepare for future pandemics or right. challenges. Right. So any th- any thoughts on that? So $7.4 billion out of the what, – what's the, what was the, what's the total number out of that? $2 trillion. $2 trillion? Yeah. 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 yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot. But, again, I think the vision – and I don't care which side of the aisle you're on – we have to prepare for the next pandemic. And, and not get caught short maybe like we were, particularly with uh, PPE equipment and things like that in this country. But another thing that uh, the White House just announced uh, this past couple of weeks is that the U.S. is going to donate 80 million vaccines from its excess supply for global use. And that includes 60 million that we did not bring in from AstraZeneca and taking an additional 20 million out of our authorized uh, stockpile of vaccines, and that's actually going to happen by the end of June. Yeah. And I remember a few shows ago, Doctor Mark, you made the comment: right. we have to help vaccinate the world. Right, we we do. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, ran into uh, a friend uh, and had had dinner with them, and she had just brought her mother over from India prior to okay. the shutdown. Right, and uh, right. so she had been in quarantine for. A few weeks, I guess. It was, I guess it was about a month that she got back, and so I asked her. I asked the mother. I was like, you know, we see a lot of news, and I know the news likes to mm-hmm. blow things up and mm-hmm. make it look a certain way. Right. Uh, and the stories that she told me are exactly what we're seeing on the news. I mean, it's it's just horrible. It's horrendous yeah. in India. Yeah. And so the the issues there. Hopefully, a lot of these vaccines land out yeah. there. I certainly don't know how yeah. they're going to distribute these uh, these right. 80, 80 million doses, and eighty million is just a you know. Yep. It's good. It's good. But there's there there are a lot lot more people that are going to need 
vaccines, and we should take responsibility there going forward. Well, you would think that in India, where the Pfizer vaccine, one of the main plants is in Hyderabad, India, you would think they would pull some of those vaccines and and take care of the people of India, which is a one point four billion dollar, I mean billion population. And I saw in the, in the news yesterday that they just topped 300,000 and 300, yeah, 300,000 in deaths. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the numbers are going to be just over astounding. over the last six, eight weeks. Population density yeah. coming yeah. into play there. Yeah. And they're, yeah. I mean, people Absolutely. are people are, are really, really uh, fearful. And with this, the one variant, I think we've, when we talk about variants, and I think that's probably the area of the disease that we know the least about. Yeah. Because when they test the variants for potency, on the vaccines, there it's not; those aren't human tests; those are those right. are test tube tests, and we're real, not right. really sure when we say that a variant is more aggressive right. what that actually means. But but it well, has absolutely become the dominant variant is that Indian variant, the dominant variant in that that part of Asia. Right. Well, the little knowledge that I have about this is that viruses mutate, and I understand it. You probably understand that more than anyone here, Doctor Doctor Mark, because you're a physician. I think Gabe, our engineers, no, I'm just kidding. But the mutation (laughs) creates these variants, and and normally the vaccines that have been created by Pfizer and Moderna actually impact those variants and the and the uh, mutations as well. Yeah, they do. So the question becomes if it if it changes. Because you know, often it's something that changes, like well, the the surface protein that the virus right, is identifying, right, right. and and how easy it is for the virus to get into the cell, uh, and so all mm-hmm. all these things that happen on this microscopic level that that we we're really going to just have to see when when people are vaccinated, you know, what their infection rate is, because that's the bottom right. line, not okay. what's happening in the in right. the test tubes, but. But it's going to bring back the idea of are you know are we going to need boosters? Are they going to need to change the vaccines? And these are all questions that people are absolutely working on. You know, there's a there's a, a future pipeline of cash in this game too, right? Without a doubt. I mean, so yeah. so nobody's going to sleep in the laboratories. They're all racing to get this get, get this all yeah. figured out and show that their yeah. vaccine is the best or the fastest yeah. or the, well, the I've, safest. I've had the question, and you probably have as well, Doctor Mark is. Next year, when we do the influenza vaccine, or even if it's a booster, will it all be included in one big shot? Well, there two. It won't. It won't. But uh, but there there are yeah. two different technology vaccines, so okay. the delivery systems are different. Okay. Uh, but but uh, I tell you, I will tell you like one crazy story. Uh, when I was uh, deployed uh, for Desert Storm Two, mm-hmm. and we just had a bunch of us uh, Army characters in a big room getting vaccines, and if you couldn't prove that you had your childhood vaccines. Not only were you getting the new vaccines, you were getting them. You were getting the old vaccines. And, and the too. way they they uh, give them in the military, I don't think I'm giving out any any trade yeah. secrets here. Is you, you stand up, right? And they just give so you a shot in the arm. How many fell down? So I'm standing there, and I had to get six vaccines. Ooh. And so three in each arm, and they're they're yeah. two two people, one person on each side giving yeah. the vaccines. And I'm looking across the room, and this big guy goes to ground. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, we'll walk over there. What happened to him? Twelve vaccines. 12 vaccines. I think he got eight of them in and he went down. I mean, it's oh just, it's just God. crazy. So I, I, I don't envision that Jeez. I want to do that. I yeah. can go get my, go get the shingles vaccine and add them all up. Uh, you know, let's, uh, right. let's keep it down. Right. Well, Dr. Mark and Larry, our Saturday afternoon is winding down with Central Florida's most intelligent audience. I need to recognize our sponsors and advertisers. This week's sponsors are Kevin and Raul with CVRX, www.cvrx.com. And Angela 
with Angela Sells Orlando, www.angelasellsorlando.com. A big thanks to our two, my two co-hosts, Dr. Mark with Pediatric Surgery PA and Larry Jones with the Integrated Independent Physicians Network. Our advertising partners are Diana Sacato with Sacato Films, John Fogarty with Rx to Live ThoughtSwift, April and Mary Catherine with Counseling Resource Services, and myself, John Kelly, and the Orlando Medical News. Larry, any final thoughts yep. for our audience? Sure. Thanks to our audience and our listeners for our new 1 p.m. Times, time slot on Saturday afternoon. And take time to become an informed healthcare consumer. It's one of the best ways to protect your family. See you next week, Dr. Mark. Have a great week. Take care, guys. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.